What's up, homies? What's up, homies? I'm Erica. And I'm Roshane. And as always, thank you so much for hanging out with us today as we dive into another spooky movie. And can you believe that it's that time again? The Discord Decides is back, coming at you. Mm -hmm. Live in action. Hot, sweaty, pounding. Ooh. Okay, I'm gonna stop right there. <laughs> can, can, uh, I didn't love. I didn't love where I was going. The adjectives I was going in. There but was definitely a theme to those adjectives. <laughs> there was, and to be fair, the image that was popping up in my brain. I was in a club. I was in a club. <laughs> it was hot. I was dancing. <laughs> it was packed. <laughs> Lots of hair flipping was going on, and it just didn't match what we had started with. So it's okay. But thank you for that journey, regardless. <laughs> You're welcome. What I'm trying to say is, I can't believe it's already time for another Discord decides because it mm -hmm. feels like we just did our last one. Um, but that time has come again, and I'm actually very, very excited for the theme that we picked this yeah. time. It was a good theme. It was a good theme, and we had some heavy hitter picks. Yeah, I was I was also very pleased with the movies that we picked this time around. Now, granted, I was pretty good. But the the theme this month was the 99s for the 99 because it is our 99th episode. So we decided to take it to the year 1999 and choose from the pool of horror movies that came out that year, bring it down to three, and then let the homies pick. 1999 was kind of a fun year. I was pretty happy with the selection that was presented to us on the grander scope. So it was pretty, the hardest part, honestly, is probably just picking three. Right, yeah. I was pleasantly surprised with not only the amount that came out, but some of the picks that came out I had not remembered came out that year. Yeah. Um, so that, that was the, that was the mind blowing thing. Uh, like for instance, on our list, we had along with the movie we're talking about today, we had such picks as Lake Placid, uh -huh. a fucking classic. Everybody loves Lake Placid. We also had the mummy mm -hmm. as an option as well. No idea that came out in 1999, but was happy it was in the running regardless. <laughs> Very pleased. And, can, and guess and, what? Neither of them won. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> what kind of blows me is that realizing that the original Mummy came out in 1990, not the original, but this, the Mummy <laughs> came out mm -hmm. in 1999, which means that the sequel would have come out in the two, 2000s, but the sequel still has some heavy 90s vibes. Oh, yeah, most definitely. It feels like the entire Mummy franchise came out in the 90s. Like it didn't. But that's mm -hmm. what it feels like. One, well, I never saw the third one. I don't mm. know if you did. It's okay. I, I think was, that's fair. Yeah, I was pretty bummed that they replaced uh, my girl Rachel because I was a pretty big fan of her Evie. So mm -hmm. I boycotted. Not that my ticket sale 
kind of, not that they gave a fuck about that, but in my <laughs> heart, I was making a difference. So I didn't go and see that one. And I haven't heard great things about it. I also didn't like that they did like a huge time jump into the future. Because yeah. I was like, I hate to say this, guys, but I really don't care about your son. And so him being an adult means nothing, <laughs> means nothing to me. <laughs> the TLDR, don't watch The Mummy 3. Unnecessary. <laughs> don't even worry about it. Uh, but today we are talking about the pick that the Discord homies decided, which is The Haunting. Uh, exciting because it's kind of on brand for us based mm-hmm. on past episodes. Yeah, which is why I kind of feel like they picked it. Because after thinking about it, we both thought Lake Placid would have been the one to come out on top because of our track record with just talking about ridiculous animals that <laughs> grow to, animal <laughs> to, yeah. to huge sizes and attack people. Um, but then it once I thought about it, yeah, I was like, yeah, the haunting. Like, we did the haunting of Hill House. And... Had a ton of fun doing that. And so it feels kind of right to do the haunting and look at it at a totally different lens, totally different tone. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, for anybody that doesn't know, the haunting is adapted from the novel The Haunting of Hill House, which is also what the Netflix TV series was based off of. And then there's also a 1963. 63 movie movie. also called the haunting did not realize there was this much hill house in existence this (laughs) was brand new news to me gonna be real yeah hill house has kind of been it's kind of been that bitch for many decades (laughs) truly truly (laughs) it was the 1963 one that caught me off guard i was like excuse me yeah i didn't know that we traced our roots so far back yeah, they go four back. And honestly, the 1963 one has been touted by many horror fans as a perfect example of, of a haunted haunted house movie. Oh, and man. it was kind of broke a lot of grounds as far as like effects and the way that they portrayed the haunting in that film has mm-hmm. kept up over time has really stood the test of time. So even if you go back and watch that movie now, I think it still holds up personally. Interesting. It holds up a lot better than this one. Let me tell you that. (laughs) Let me just get that out of the, (laughs) let me get that in the air. It holds up much better than 1999 did. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then we'll have to put that on the list of things that we check out here soon, along with our other movies too. Don't fret again with the Discord Decides if movies don't get picked, that doesn't mean that we're not going to ever cover them. Mm-hmm. It just means that they're going to be put on the back burner for a little bit until their time arises. Yeah. Uh, and uh, speaking of arises, for those like two or three people who heard that The Mummy was in the running and are thinking to themselves, does The Mummy count as a horror movie for the homies to cover? I would kindly say, mind your business. Mm-hmm. We'll do what we want. Mm. Mind the hand that feeds you. Keep keep it moving, <laughs> and just appreciate appreciate the Brendan Fraser and the Rachel Wise combination. Like even <laughs> that if it, may or may not come to you in podcast form at some point in the future. Mm-hmm. Just be just be okay with it. You're welcome. Be okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, is it that time? Should we talk about our movie for today? The Haunting. We must. We we really must. 
We simply must. All right, homies, we are entering into spoiler territory, so you have been warned. But like we said, we are talking about The Haunting from 1999. This movie was directed by Jean de Bont with a screenplay by David Self based off the novel Haunting of Hill House by Shirley Jackson. It is starring Liam Neeson's as Dr. Marrow, Lily Taylor as Nell, Catherine Zeta-Jones as Theo, and Owen Wilson as Luke Sanderson. Three unsuspecting insomniacs agree to participate in a study being led by Dr. David Marrow on the Hill House estate. Dr. Marrow ensures everyone that this is a controlled experiment to help further his research on sleep difficulties. However, there is more to Marrow's story than meets the eye. What he doesn't tell the subjects is that this study is not about insomnia. It's about fear. And Dr. Marrow is not the only person our participants should be afraid of. Insert Gothic Castle Sleepovers, Environmental Foreshadowing, and Stone Statue Swirlies Here. Our film concludes with one of our subjects, Nell, standing up to Hill House in an attempt to break its evil curse. But will she be able to stop this evil before the group become permanent residents? Also, would you just help these kids already, Eleanor? Roll credits. Okay, so once again, we are covering a movie that scared the absolute piss out of me when I was a child. And looking back, wow. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> Was I a mess? <laughs> to be, I, I had actually, or I had rewatched this movie. D different, this is different than Darkness Falls in the sense where Darkness Falls kind of plagued my, my innocence and my youth. Mm -hmm. And I refused to watch it until we did the episode. I've seen The Haunting mm -hmm. again since I was a kid, but it had been a very long time because rewatching re it this time, I had severely misremembered the parts that scared me the most. So fucking different. They're so <laughs> different than what they were in my memory. It was actually kind of insane. Isn't it always the case with that, though? Especially things that scared you when you were younger. Like when you go back and watch them in context, I feel like nine out of ten times, they are nowhere near as scary as they were no, before. They're completely different. And when we get to those moments... I'll tell you mm -hmm. what I remember them being and what they actually are. <laughs> uh -huh. But yeah, it kind of blew me. I was like, this is not at all what I was remembering this to be. Okay. I mean, I hear you. And I will say, as somebody who hadn't seen The Haunting before, at least I don't think I have, there were a couple scenes that looked familiar. Like maybe I passed them by on TV, but I don't think I've really ever watched this movie. Especially because I feel like I remember Liam Neeson and Owen Wilson in a movie together. I just feel like that's a combination that I would remember. Right. Regardless, I actually give you less shit for being afraid of this as a kid than Darkness Falls. Because I think that there are some scenes 
that in, you know, late 90s, early 2000s, as a kid, I could see some of that CGI getting to you. I could. I could. Because there, <laughs> there are... There are examples of both good and bad CGI in this movie. It leans to one spectrum. I won't say which. <laughs> I think you guys can infer which direction the the meter lands. But I think for the time, there was some stuff in there that I was like, okay, I could have seen this potentially being scary. Um, and there's one part towards the end um in regards to what happens to one of our characters where that could be objectively called scary yes. especially for the time mm-hmm. but the rest of the movie yeah nah it's, it's kind of silly you can judge me that's that's fine you can judge me and i think when i preface this to you this movie to you when you said yeah i don't think i've seen this i ex- i describe this movie as someone discovering that their editing software had every type of special effect and them <laughs> deciding that they wanted to use all of them in the movie if they could. You know, that is a great description of this movie because <laughs> they really do feel like The Haunting was every special effect from the 90s <laughs> all used before we entered the 2000s. <laughs> yeah, basically. They were like, they were like, all right, Brunt, you, we're going to leave you in this room. Just edit it. You know, add all the spooky stuff. And he was like, oh, <laughs> you have no idea what I have in store for you. And just opened up like the special effects folder and was like, shadows, <laughs> ghost children, painting, fist through a door. It's hands, like every- hands yeah. everywhere. Everything yeah. has hands. Scary kid faces. Hair, hair separating. She combs her hair and it separates. It's like, okay. <laughs> Swimming ghosts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fruit, fruit punch bath (laughs) 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 but okay let's go let's just hop into this movie and it's so funny because i always know the more ridiculous a movie is the more notes that i write you have because i there's so because the more stuff that's happening the more i'm like i need to remember to talk about this i need to remember Mm -hmm. to talk about this so Mm -hmm. i have like a page and a half full of notes for this movie, but Ooh, let's hop nice. in because we're hop in. I need to know what's in your notebook. All right, bet, 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 bet. So the first thing that I have in my notebook is um, the Hill House family looking a little different. Looking a little different. Mm-hmm. This isn't this isn't the Hill House I remember, and mm-hmm. I don't know particularly if I claim this Hill House family yet, <laughs> but <laughs> I certainly don't. I don't. The <laughs> but the first big change I noticed was, of course, um, for context, this is somebody who has watched the Hill House series on Netflix first. That was my first introduction to Hill House. So everything branches off from there. But coming from that background, it was kind of jarring, first and foremost, to see like someone else as Nell, right? But it was also so kind of comforting to know that I was going back to meet some characters that I had met a long time ago. Um, that part kind of interests me because I knew, I knew going into this movie that it was going to be a much different rendition of Hell House than what I had already witnessed. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, yeah, it's, it's weird having come off of the series and maybe having that being the most recent version of hill house that you had seen which Mm -hmm. is different than 
what the hauntings movies are, which is the same names. It's the same names. It's the same house. But yeah, it's it's vastly different. Vastly the relationships, different. the circumstances. And so, yeah, we were meeting Nell and Theo and Luke, and they're just not... Who are you guys? The, the, the <laughs> ones in this movie, they're not people I want to hang out with. Hey, you know, I'll, I'll give it to her, though. I thought that... I was okay. I was actually okay with this rendition of Theo. I prefer the Netflix version more, but I thought that this version was different enough to stand out from the Netflix version, but close enough to like some of the characters. Um, what's the word? Was close enough to some of the characters' traits that Theo still felt familiar. To me. Gotcha. And for me in this movie, so Lily Taylor as Nell to me is the shining spot of this movie. I think, first of all, is it? I oh, think, we gotta talk. No, we'll, I'll explain because I know what you're thinking, and you're right. <laughs> I will say that you are correct. Nell is. A benefit of Hill House in this movie for me, and she is also bringing the foundation down because, like, I think Lily Taylor, when she's being, or when Nell is being a little bit just more of, I don't know, just her natural self. I think that sh her, and I, I kind of chalk this up to the writing a lot. I think mm -hmm. that her parts are more natural and feel more in tune to the way that she's being played. I just think that they wrote Theo and Luke dirty. Like their lines are ridiculous. Are They're ridiculous. actually terrible. Owen Wilson in this movie, I laughed aloud when he first came in and he spoke. <laughs> Bro, I was cackling. I couldn't. They did Owen Wilson. He's not great in this movie, but I also think his character does not have very much to do in this movie besides thirst over Theo. Yeah, I got to agree. The writing left a lot to be wanted, and it almost feels like they got Owen Wilson and Catherine Zeta-Jones to like be in the movie, and it almost feels like they thought that was enough. Like It didn't yes. particularly matter how good their actual characters were written, because they were just so good as actors that they would just make it good yeah, regardless. Yeah, they, they'd make it work. And yeah, same, I think same thing with Liam Neeson as well. They just like, let's get some A-list actors and then, um, you know, let these characters rock. Like, they're good actors. They'll handle it. The writing, it's fine. Yeah. Who cares if this sounds like artificial intelligence writing? They'll make it human. <laughs> No, baby. Nobody can make this human. Not even the ghosts, unfortunately, <laughs> can make any of this work. <laughs> you you want to know the one sequence that got me with this was Liam Neeson running into Owen Wilson in that <laughs> hallway. And what to me seemed like two minutes of just fully improvised yeah. lines of what do you say when you run into someone for the first time? Yeah. Oh, and whoa. they just let these characters rock. Whoa, sorry. Oh, don't do that again. Oh, uh, oh. Uh, <gasps> Can sleep? <laughs> huh? oh. I was like, oh my god, cut it, cut it. God! You scared the. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, you gotta be careful. Are you alright? I'm 
I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, no. You just don't jump out. Are you all right? Uh, yeah, no, no, no. Oh. What's with the uh, glove? What? What's with the glove? No, no, I just, I couldn't sleep. I was just insomnia. Yeah. What's with? Oh. Yeah, you gotta be careful, because I... I wasn't. I was just... Uh... No, I know. I'm sorry. I just... Oh. Um, interesting group, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. Can I... I like Theo. She's quite an insomniac. <laughs> well, uh, listen, you should try and get some sleep. Huh? Yeah, that's a good idea. All right. See you tomorrow. All right. There's some good hallways that way. Uh-huh. How's this one? Not bad. Good, good. See you tomorrow. Okay. Because that's what you can... They put Owen Wilson in there to be the comedic relief. Like, that's what mm -hmm. they... They were relying on him to do that, but they didn't give him anything to... Do be to funny be about funny. besides they're like it's Owen Wilson he'll do it he'll be great he'll be kind mm -hmm. of this silly goofy guy but then like it doesn't quite work with the characters that you are presenting us in the situation that is being presented to us I'm like I think he he feels a little miss miss uh, represented here also okay Theo I think Catherine Zeta Jones is doing her best but. Mm -hmm. She, her character to me feels the most plucked out of a play. The way that they wrote her, the way that they, especially her introduction, where she's like comes in and she whips off her and coat and she's like, the boots, they're from Milan, like, mm -hmm. and all this stuff. And then, and like, it's the way that they did her little backstory. She gets better for me as the movie goes along. It's just the, way that they wrote her exposition it was it's heavy it's it's a heavy load for an, an actor to try and just spout off information that's basically like this is the breakdown of the character that i got when i went into audition but i have to say this again so that the audience mm -hmm. knows who i am like that's what theo felt like in the first five minutes of us yeah but her. i for me, I think one of the reasons why she stood out as something i enjoyed more is at least her character had something to work off of. Like, oh, yeah. at least with Theo, we had, all right, we get that she's rich. You know, at least she had that, or she's got money. She had that to work off of. And she could build a character at least around that. Yeah. Like, for, like, Owen Wilson, I don't think he had anything to build his character off of other than I don't believe things are going on. Yeah. Like, outside of being the skeptic, I don't know what other character traits he was given. Yeah. He's the skeptic, and he thinks that Theo is hot. And then Nell is just anxious and haunted. That is all. She's just haunted from the minute we meet her. And yeah, so where Lily Taylor is not my favorite in this movie is that being haunted. Mm -hmm. What the screams? What are what is what are we doing? What I never heard a scream that sounded so not from inside of your body. It was like <laughs> it came from someone else and her mouth was just open. She doesn't seem frightened. And and I think she I think it's maybe just a hard balance of Nell is a character who in some regards is meant to feel at home in this place, but right. is also supposed to be afraid. That's where it gets lost is I don't feel like and and across the board, I don't think any of these characters react appropriately with fear a lot of them don't seem scared besides Catherine zeta jones i think she does the best of feeling scared and also the woman who plays mary but she leaves like <laughs> 10 minutes and in the movie she's gone mm -hmm. 
everybody else doesn't seem too scared for me. So it's weird because I, I like her when she's just kind of being. But whenever she has to interact with the hauntings themselves, mm-hmm. it feels very silly. Also, yeah. when she's driving to Hill, to Hill House and there's no music playing and she's just going, la, 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 la. You're right. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm what like, is that? What are they having? It's just they made her character... They, they, it felt like they were trying to make her strange and unusual, but they didn't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. If yeah, that makes I sense. <laughs> agreed, agreed. I, I would honestly blanket this entire conversation and and look into this movie as I don't really fault any of the actors or actresses mm-hmm. for their character stuff. Like a lot of my issues come with come from movie stuff, from like effects stuff to writing stuff to plot stuff. That's where my issue lies. I am I'm I'm empathetic towards uh the this cast because I think that they were not given enough but they were also given a lot to have to deal with. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like they weren't given a lot in terms of like their characters from what I can see to like ground themselves and then for this movie for everybody who's seen this movie you know this is an effects fucking heavy movie mm-hmm. there are effects every five minutes yeah. and 99 if not 100 percent of the scares are effects based and this is 1999 we're not as practiced at this point with working with special effects and like green screen scares yet mm-hmm. i think as time went on we have gotten more used to reacting to something that's not actually there and making it look scary um but it's just it's a different beast when i think you're dealing with special effects because not only do you have to do that but then you have to layer on you're probably standing there like lily taylor's probably like standing there just with a camera on her standing next to a window and they're like all right here comes a ghost is gonna fly through the fly through the curtains and is gonna speak to you and you want to be afraid, but you also want to be listening to it. And then it's going to fly around your head and it's going to possess you for a second. Which, and then react to it yeah. possessing you before it's going to leap out of your body and then go into another curtain. No, you're not going to get to see any of this, but don't worry. We're going to add it in we're post. Gonna, yeah, we'll, we'll, they have like a tennis ball on a stick. And they're like, here's your eye line. help help us Eleanor and and she's just supposed to follow that along and And so like she's she has to craft all these reactions to things that she doesn't know what they're actually gonna fucking look like later on and then it doesn't help that when we see them they look ridiculous Mm -hmm. (laughs) so like maybe if they had looked you know more because that to me is the biggest downfall of this movie these kids these Mm -hmm. dead kids Mm-hmm. Cause that's come on now. <laughs> come on. That's where <laughs> most of the cheese I feel like comes from. Like, cause this is a cheesy movie. It is it, is big cheesy, but it's a lot big. of the cheese comes from those save us, Eleanor's. Oh, Lord, the Swiss, the Gouda. It's too much. It's these kids are all up and through this house. Like it's little orphan Annie and her friends just running around. You hear their voices in the halls. They're consistently, yeah. Eleanor.
process and and they look they do this thing with them where there's two different ways that they do this with the kids. They first of the first one is the little wooden faces where their expressions change and mm-hmm. they talk and it looks nuts. It really it, there's a part where they all turn and their faces look shocked and their eyes are like <laughs> their eyes are looking up and down and she keeps looking over at them and it just looks ridiculous and then you have the one that you were talking about where they do this billowing curtain haunt a lot where there's like a ghost and once they go behind the curtain you can kind of see them their imprint or their body print pressed mm-hmm. into the curtain look the i'm about to make a reference those who get it will get it and you'll know exactly what i mean beauty and the beast enchanted christmas the pipe organ the way he looked that 3D cartoon generated uncanny valley face, <laughs> that's what these children are. That's what these children are giving. And imagine that 75% of the movie. If that yeah. if that man's if you had Tim Curry organ just beat boot like, <laughs> like in your face for the whole movie, that's what it feels like with these little kids flying around all up in Eleanor's face. Yeah, I Honestly, it's it's hard. It's hard because special effects have definitely gotten better since this movie came out. So like you see some of these effects, they look real dated. And when you when I at least when I go into movies this old, I take that into account. I do. And I think I actually could have forgiven the faces if it wasn't 75% of the movie. Like if they didn't keep repeating that one that one um effect over and over and over again. I might have cut them some slack, but it's like you had them wooden faces hit every expression on the expression rainbow (laughs) throughout the course of this movie. Like we saw them so much. And it's like the effect is not that great that you needed to show it off that many times. It was so unnecessary. We don't need to. And I think the thing about the haunting that makes this a little bit more of a crime in this movie is that. You have other examples where you realize that this sort of a movie, it doesn't need to be so big and so flashy and showy. Mm -hmm. You have other examples where the scares were more subtle, they were more implied, and they were more hidden. And you didn't need to have hands jetting out of the walls and and statues grabbing Liam Neeson. All that (laughs) stuff didn't need to happen because you could have really... The plus of this movie is the set, is the house. It's a great house. You have all of this set to use that you can use to your advantage. And rather than do that, you've gone to a computer to add things that aren't there use utilize your set you can be so creepy the stuff with the fireplace with just them exploring the fireplace that's creepier than you trying to manipulate the house and and make a painting come to life because Mm -hmm. yeah you have like even that carousel set room yeah I i thought they did so much more i remember them doing a lot more than that than they actually did and i think that's just because it's a creepy room in and of itself so in my brain i remembered that but yeah. what they did with it that was such I'm a waste disappointed. i'm disappointed so, yeah that was such a waste 
And it, they spend a good, because this is, you know, it's a longer movie. It, it's yeah. past two hours, which I call long in movie time. And they spend a good portion of, like, when we get to the house, um, Theo and Nell do do that exploring thing, which happens in a lot of movies that are related to a house. There, There is typically, like, a sequence where we have to walk through the house just so you get kind of like a layout of where everything is. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. But... In this one, they really went through, like, every corridor, right? And it gives you all this, like, potential. You're like, oh, man, there could be a cool scare happening here. That cool scare could happen here. Yada, yada, yada. And these are all set-based things. These are all environmental-based things. We don't get any of them. We mm-hmm. don't get not a damn one because they're all computer-generated. And it's like, that's such a waste yeah. for such a cool set. Because I agree with you. The set is by far the biggest pro for this movie. That set was awesome. That was such a cool fucking set. It's fantastic. It's a horror lover's playground. You could do so much in that house. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think that's the biggest thing about this movie. Wasted potential. They set up a lot of things in this movie that don't come back in the way you ever would love them to come back. You're almost Mm -hmm. like, wow, I wish that had stayed where it was because I'm really (laughs) upset that you brought that back in this manner. But yeah, there's a lot of stuff in here that gets introduced and it means nothing. We meet the Dudleys. Means nothing. Means (laughs) nothing. He, when... Liam Neeson gets first gets there. He has two assistants. Means nothing. Means nothing. <laughs> but I will say, so that is the first scene that I misremembered because it scared me so much when I was a kid. When the scene where Mary, when the string comes loose on the instrument and slaps her in the eye. Mm-hmm. Tell me why. Why did I remember that scene as that hitting her in the eye? And then them putting the cup on her eye and her eyeball popping out into the cup. That's how uh, I remember it. <laughs> that would have been gnarly. <laughs> so much to my surprise when her eyeball was still intact. I was like, <laughs> she still has her eyeball. So yeah, I guess I just made it way worse in my mind. But also, maybe maybe you like looked away when they put the like cup, cup on, on her eye because the way they place it there. First off, it's, I haven't seen a lot of people get the eye slashed and gouged like that. Never in all my days have I seen somebody put a cup on somebody's eye as a remedy. Now, you don't know what you're talking about. You really, (laughs) she brought that up like she had gone to school. She knew that that was the way to hit. She said, I've seen many eye injuries and we always put a cup on it to stop the blood from getting (laughs) into her her eye. The blood is coming from her eye. What do you mean? Not only is it coming from her eye, you are now soaking the eye in blood. You are making a blood cocktail and putting it on your eyeball. Not a Bloody Mary. And and then, and then, (laughs) wouldn't it be worse to have a cup because you're like adding this pressure pressure and this (laughs) suction around your eyeball it just it, that's they when were, they should they should have known Nell was crazy when she said that that should have been the first <laughs> red flag is it a cup <laughs> there was plenty of cloth my dear Nell that would have served the exact same purpose as said cup somebody get her a cloth and then Liam Neeson talking about oh we hope to see you guys back at the house as Mary is bleeding out in the passenger seat <laughs> I was like, I don't think she's going to come back to the house. <laughs> Yo, never have I ever dismissed Liam Neeson in a movie as much as I did in this one. He, <laughs> for how much he runs shit, for how much he is in charge character-wise, I just gave so little of a shit about Dr. Mara. <laughs> 
he's really really useless in this movie he's like just... he gets them to the house and then that's it <laughs> yeah he's like welcome and and i love how he because he leaves them there under the lie so he has to keep up the lie but i love how he says oh and you guys are going to fill out these worksheets and then we cut to that scene later where <laughs> mel is telling luke she's like yeah i can't figure this one page out on my worksheet and then they do a shot from behind her back bro it's a maze that's what she's she can't figure out on the worksheet. And when I say a maze, I mean like the mazes that they would give you on like the tricks, the back of the tricks box, <laughs> where they were like, kids, find the tricks, find the tricks and help the rabbit out of the maze. That's literally what it looks like. And she's like, I can't figure out this worksheet. I was oh, like, oh, girl. <laughs> guys, <laughs> guys, what are we doing? No, Dr. Marrow didn't didn't give you guys little kid kid activities to try and to try and distract you fucking ridiculous and it's just his character too like his character doesn't have any arc mm-hmm. or anything because like he he has his motivations that is established a hundred percent like he's there to conduct his fear experiment and he's not telling the people exactly why they're there i get that that's fine but even as things start to unfurl and things get worse and shit that is unexplainable but clearly happening is happening, he doesn't, in the grand scheme of things, really, like, do anything. Like, he doesn't, like, work towards any solution. He's just right. there. He's just a part of the group. Yes. They they middle him. He either needs to be so invested in the experiment that he doesn't care or he needs to be a good guy. Right now, he's just kind of neutral. He's just kind of coasting through this experiment. I also don't really get the experiment. It's yeah. he's just like I want to ex- I want to research fear, okay? But why? What is who are you helping? What is this helping? Is there a re- like will doing this get you a lot of money? Is there some kind of research program you're trying to get into maybe if he had more of a reason than just i want to research fear okay and then here successful you have this person who is fearful and then you end the experiment but then you don't want to leave yet and then you and then you decide yeah actually i am gonna leave you're like oh this is the experiment's going well we need to leave. Huh? Wait, I don't get it. Cause like, yeah. <laughs> are you, are you happy with how things are going and you want to keep doing it? Or have you realized that you've taken things too far and you want to leave? Like he just, I, I, and I, I do think it's the second one. Like, yeah, I think that's where he's supposed to lean towards the end. Like he's supposed to just be like a neutral kind of good guy at that point where he's like, I'm trying to survive like the rest of you guys. Right. Sure. But it's just, that doesn't, add anything like it doesn't add any Mm -hmm. stakes it doesn't add any conflict it doesn't add anything to work with other than another person in a movie mind you that does not have a very high body count so it's like Mm -hmm. you're keeping this character around for the entire movie but you're not really outside of the beginning portion when they're actively doing things they really just sideline for the rest and yeah it's just hard to like, even every time Dr. Mero had to deal with some shit, I just didn't care. Like when he's falling from the from the hanging staircase, <laughs> bro, just didn't care. 
when he got snatched up by the statue, I laughed, but also yeah. <laughs> didn't care. <laughs> I was dying, yeah. The way they did that, I really feel like somebody watched Deep Blue Sea right before and they just wanted to <laughs> recreate the snatch. <laughs> They're like, if we it's could do it to Samuel L. Jackson, we could do it to Liam Neeson. <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. And yeah, it's like he is just a bit too much of a behind the scenes player whereas if he's the one in charge of this experiment mm -hmm. i wanted to see more of him and that's why i don't i think they should have kept one of the assistants there yeah i think that's what the issue is is he doesn't have anyone to talk to mm -hmm. about the experiment other than his so little tape recorder yeah besides his tape recorder where we got that carry shot i don't know if you noticed that, I saw one. that one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and i was like interesting choice <laughs> but yeah he doesn't have anybody to talk to so he's separate from our test subjects who are all relating on a certain degree and then there's him mm -hmm. so there's not much for him to do besides when he is talking to Nell and even then he's not giving anything it's just kind of like he he shows her his biggest thing that he does is he just shows Nell that part of the house that other stuff happens in later. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, yeah, he's there for the spiral staircase scene that is just not nearly as dramatic and intense as I think that they thought it was going to be. It's like he's going up the spiral staircase and gradually parts of it are falling down. Mm -hmm. But like... Just keep... Just go up. Just, like, just keep going. And then he's like, Nell, come to me. I'm like, but then where are you <laughs> going to go? That moment had me shook. I'm like, <laughs> like my man, there is a half a staircase gone. <laughs> Why would she make the choice to come Why? with you, even if she wanted to? <laughs> Why would she go to you? I'm like, you need to go to her. You and are clearly still... in danger. Why are yeah. you telling her? <laughs> Sir, you need to move. And yeah, he's still standing there in that same spot. Like, no, come, come with me. And she's looking at him like, you're about to die. Like, <laughs> you come to me. And then we find out that there was another exit down the whole time. And it was where <laughs> Nell was. Right. So yeah, go to her, bro. And granted, she she was looking like everything was sunshine and rainbows at that point. Because that was like slightly <laughs> losing her shit now. Um, yeah. Which is, we, I, I'm not going to harp on this too much because we've already talked about it. But it is kind of frustrating when she slips in between grounded Nell and like flighty I'm moved by the house now yeah i can't stand that now it's it's the most the worst bits of it are in the end once things really start popping off oh yeah because, it's bad because it's bad. she's just clueless and helpless like that is how they play her possession and i can't fucking stand that like what was the note i put i put you know so there's a game that we in the improv world call questions, which is just a, it's an improvised game where you do a scene and you just ask questions. Nell would be fantastic at that game because every <laughs> other line out of her mouth is a question. Where are you kids? Who am I? What am I doing here? Where what do you, you go? Want with me? Hello? <laughs> where are you guys? It's like Nell. No, like she asked more questions in this movie than she makes statements. I am, I am sure of it. Did I count? No, but I am sure of it. 
understand me. The doors, Eleanor. Only the doors can hold him. the whole the whole second half of this movie she is just confused she's turned around she is these kids the whole second half of this movie reminds me of this movie and the haunted mansion same tone because yeah. one thing the haunted mansion can't be too creepy because it's for kids mm -hmm. the haunting should be creepy but it can't be because we have these fucking kids. These kids are bringing <laughs> the creep factor down so hard, especially because we get into the second half, which becomes a we're going to solve a mystery like section where the ghosts are literally leading Nell from clue to clue. It's like in a video game where you like can't figure out where to go and it pops up and it's like, Maybe you should go talk to the merchant. That's what's <laughs> happening. <laughs> this, is, this is what's happening in this because Nell is like solving this mystery of happen of what happened with um is it Hugh Crane? Uh yeah, Hugh Crane. Yeah. She's they're trying to tell her what actually happened in the house, but the ghosts are literally being like, check the fireplace. <laughs> check the ledger. The, the ledger now and she's like <laughs> going to each thing and being like kids kids ages ages death <gasps> and then she'll go and then she checks the fireplace and she's like wife wife second wife <gasps> and i'm like wait where are you where are these extra things <laughs> coming from <laughs> but that's how it that's how it feels that's how it feels to watch <laughs> nell traverse this fucking mansion because she just can't piece anything together herself yeah and on coupled with that you also have her freaking out and we have characters that don't believe her right mm -hmm. happens in every horror movie that's fine but it's just those certain moments that piss me off more than others for instance when she's like look i have found all of these clues here's a big one there are bones in the <laughs> fireplace <laughs> Yes, you may think that she's crazy at this point, but she is telling you something concrete. Mm -hmm. This is not this is not a matter. She's like, hey, there's a thing over here. Why not just check it? Yeah. Why not just the one time I agreed with Nell is when she said, you're really not going to check it right now. It's yeah. like, yeah, you're really not going to take two minutes to go check if there are bones they're like uh now we kind of have the fireplace roaring what are we gonna do <laughs> the fire out yeah and well and then and then he goes to check it and he can't open it just because the thing she used earlier is like wedged 
in the thing. Slightly. So it's slightly wedged, which doesn't make any sense because I'm like, you could pull that out. Like, yeah, you would definitely be able to pull that out. There, I feel like there were a lot of times, I could be wrong here, but it felt to me that there were a lot of times where Liam Neeson is trying his best to make it seem like he cannot solve the problem that is right in front of him. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think Liam Neeson is like, I could solve this problem, but Dr. David Merrow can't. Yeah. So I need to make it, <laughs> I need to figure out a way to make it seem like I can't figure this yeah. problem out. And he's just like, oh man, oh shucks, can't open it. And then he's like, guess I'm going crazy too. It's like, you know, no, you know, you're the just other time that shit weak. happens uh, when they're um, at some point, oh, when they're trying to get out of the house. And like the doors shut on them, and they're like all trying to open it. Tell me why Liam Neeson is on like the fur the furthest side of the door, like holding on to like the latch that mm -hmm. closes the door, as if that's going to assist in yeah. opening it. Like, oh, oh no, that's that's when they're trying to get into Nell's room. Oh, sorry, when they're yeah. trying to get into Nell's room, <laughs> yeah. he's like holding with two fingers trying to open the door, like. What is this? Yeah, because you can the see door. the door's like wobbling beneath them, so you could tell that they couldn't put too much pressure on yeah, the door. Yeah, the door is literally wobbling, so it's like if they go too hard, it's gonna completely <laughs> kill the illusion that this door is locked. Yeah, <laughs> because it's clearly not locked. It's so funny, and so another thing too that's I don't think is necessary is the way that this movie starts. Where, because that has nothing, means nothing, does nothing. Virginia Madsen, girl, I'm so sorry. They, I don't know why they, I don't know why they had you in here. Because she is playing Nell's sister. And there's this whole family issue where they want to sell her apartment that her mother used to live in. That Nell took care of her mother. And I don't think that they even needed all that. Like, just have it mm -hmm. where Nell's mother died. We find that out later. She already tells the story later. So we didn't need to hear that from the sister. And then also, too, the thing that's weird about it is they have this problem child. Her sister has this son named Richie, who is actually the he's actually the villain of this movie because he's the worst <laughs> he's only in it for a couple minutes but you can see that nell really doesn't like him and that's partly because of how awful he is but i feel like if they were gonna have that <laughs> if they were gonna have that be an element of this movie they should have had their son be a nice kid i feel like that would have been a good moment for us to see how much Nell likes children since she spends the rest of the movie trying to protect children mm -hmm. I feel like that would have been a perfect opportunity to see her not getting along with the adults and getting along very well with the child so you understand why she has this like feeling towards innocence if they're gonna have other family members in it at all instead mm. we get Richie who's awful so Nell like fucking hates him and is like irritated by him the whole time and then all of a sudden she's like children are the future like i can't <laughs> i have to protect them like if you're gonna do that then utilize the only child that you have in this film and let mm -hmm. me see now connect with them if you're gonna have this family issue because otherwise they're there for no reason they mean nothing they are nothing and i hate that they're here mm -hmm. yeah and like I think, so for me, I feel like the whole beginning section, one, could have easily just cut that shit. Like, very easily. Just just fucking cut it out. It's two plus hours long. Just cut that scene. <laughs> Got it. 
but I think they were trying to do this like parallel with her not wanting to give up her home mm-hmm. um, in the beginning and the end because we do see that later on when she goes back into the house and they're trying to like get her to leave and she's like no I'm home I don't want to leave I do think that that was somewhat a parallel to her not wanting to leave her apartment earlier on but it wasn't strong enough that I needed it yeah. by any means um and this is something that happens in the original one as well we meet Eleanor when she is with her family that's the first time that we interact with or see them see her interacting is when she's with talking to her family however in the first one the stakes are higher her mom has been dead for a couple of months she lives in the living room with her sister and her family they treat her like she is a child like she's silly and dumb and although she has this feeling of not wanting to be alone she feels alone with her family because they don't treat her well there's no bonds there and also she takes their car without technically without their permission she takes their car to get to hill house but in that one she wants to go to hill house because she just wants to get away she feels like it's a vacation and when she gets there she feels more familial bonds with the people there than she did at her sister's Mm -hmm. that makes so much more sense to me on why she would want to stay there than in this one it's like you left but you're supposed to be fighting for your apartment I don't understand their relationship as much because it just kind of seems like they've been estranged. doesn't really seem like she has a relationship with them. And then in the whole thing with the apartment seems like a miscommunication with the will. So I, I, don't, I don't get why she would want to leave in the first place besides to get money, I guess. But the money's not going to help you keep the apartment. So so why did you run? Like, it. It, you didn't need to be running away from anything. Technically, you should have stayed <laughs> to figure out this issue with your apartment. But I don't know. It's just kind of it, the feeling in this remake is the family business is irrelevant in the grand scheme of things. I feel like when I was when I was watching through it, I was OK with it because, again, this is coming from watching the newer Hill House. So I want to absorb as much as I can to make as many comparisons as I can. But now, in hindsight, looking back, I'm like, there was no necessity mm-hmm. for any of the setup, really. Like, we could have we could have damn near started the whole thing at Hill House, yeah. and it would have been fine. And it like, would have been the exact same, especially when we find out that the house called her collect. Yeah. <laughs> bit, I, I mean, come on. When we find out that, who, Hugh? You tell me Hugh Crane called you and sounded like Liam Neeson. <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> I got a call from Liam Neeson telling me. <laughs> telling me to come to the house. And he's like, I didn't call you. I was like, if the house, I literally, I was like, the house called her. That was my note <laughs> in that moment. I was like, this is something that has not been established. You can do stuff like that in if she had been to the house and then left and it was still connected to her in some way, I think you mm-hmm. can get away with something like that. She had yeah. never been to the house. She didn't even know the house existed at that point. How did right. the house get her phone number? Power <laughs> <laughs> plot, baby. Let's Use go. Is Ukraine in there with the fucking yellow pages? Like, found her. <laughs> right? This is, ni- this is 1999, all right? The, the Hill House couldn't Google where she lived at this point. They had to manually find yeah. that number. <laughs> find her and then they had to they still had to pick her to be part of the the study or whatever because she wasn't mm-hmm. even guaranteed a spot at that point yeah i was like that was a really roundabout way 
of getting and also were you waiting this whole time for this opportunity to get now to show up because you really could have been waiting a long ass time (laughs) thank god (laughs) homeboy filled that slot before she got thank god dr marrow is obsessed with fear and decided he had to do it inside of this specific house otherwise this would have been a very long wait for those children Like, Hill House, you're already a house. Like, you got enough obstacles trying to be the antagonist <laughs> right now. Don't make it more complicated don't, for yourself. Don't do this. Don't, <laughs> don't do this to us. You don't have to. Now, all right. So I don't want it to all be bad, right? So I will I will give a little bit of praise here for a second. <laughs> okay. For a second. Okay. Because although the effects is a very effects-heavy movie and most of the effects are kind of bad, there are a couple good ones. There are ones yeah. that I enjoyed. Um, the, I made a joke about the swimming ghost before, and it's not amazing every time we see it, but I do think the concept of the, like, swimming silhouette ghost, especially when we see it the first time, like, on the bed, Mm -hmm. I think it's a cool effect, especially for 1999. I think the way that it is played out is actually pretty good. Mm -hmm. In that scene, in that scene, in that scene specifically, uh, it's like the moment it leaves the bed sheets, the the effect, like I lose the effect, like it doesn't work as well for me, especially if they like repeat it afterwards. I'm like, eh, I only need to see it once. Um, but I thought in the bed that effect worked, maybe not as much with the curtains, probably could have subbed it out for something else. Uh, but the other effect that I did like was the uh was the doorway eyes i thought that was a cool effect as well i agree that's one of my favorites is when they turn into eyes and they're looking at her Mm -hmm. i thought that was really that was really cool i didn't like how it started with the (laughs) shadows like scrolling over to it but once it got once it got in there and was like really actively doing the effect i thought that that looked really cool and that would that i was okay with Mm -hmm. i liked when the house was like fully um i like when they fully personified the house and like had it like doing things like i did think that that was cool um they did a little bit too much but there were certain spots like the doorway part was like oh i really like that Mm -hmm. and the i know the scene where she's in bed and like tries to like clamp her down into the bed i think that they that scene was a little bit much i think they did too much there but I think within that whole sequence, there are some cool effects yeah, that happen. Yeah, there's there. some. I think that part particularly, just the things coming down and like mm-hmm. going around her, that looks cool. It's a scary it, image, and it's it's nonsensical that she doesn't move, but right. it still looks cool. She, she's that a it's fool. happening. She's a fool, but yeah, but we knew that at that point. So we, <laughs> I knew I had a feeling she wasn't going to move, but it does look cool. And I also like. The part where they're outside and all the lights turn on mm-hmm. inside the house. I thought that was cool. I I think the part, even though it's really silly, the part where they're breaking the windows and then the and chairs it keeps, are like, being fighting like, back. Yeah. That's kind of cool. It's, it's co- kind of cool. It looks really cool. It's a cool effect. Them trying to fight for those chairs back is what makes it silly. But right. the way that it looks <laughs> is cool. And even um owen wilson's death is 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 good is good that's the other part that i remembered being really scared by when i was younger which i think is the part that you were talking about earlier Mm -hmm. i also misremembered it though i forgot that there was like the lion thing that swung in the chimney and for some reason i remembered it as 
the two lion statues on the fireplace. I remember uh, one of them jumping off of the fireplace and biting his head off. This is much better. I'm. You had a, you had a powerful imagination growing up, Eric. Dude, and I was convinced. Like all these years, I've been so convinced that that's what happened. I was so. I would have bet my whole savings on a lion jumping off of the fireplace. But mm-hmm. this is better. I'm glad yeah. it's this. Yeah, and even like I'll even take the magic carpet riding him into the <laughs> into the fireplace. I'm cool with it because his death sequence was actually good, yeah. and it made me like thirsty for more death. Not gonna lie, I was kind of like, "Damn, you should have kept at least one other assistant there, so you could have killed off one more another one more person." person. I, I think more than one person needed to die for this movie. I agree with that. That kind of leads me into my issues for the whole final act of this movie. But before we get there, I do want to talk about this one section that happens before that that had me dying, bro. It's mm-hmm. the section where Mel is still on her like who, what, where saga, and she mm-hmm. goes into that carousel room. Mm-hmm. And it's the thing, or and it's a little bit before that. It's the thing with the mirror, the like filter that they put on her oh, face, yeah. <laughs> and it like makes her smile. And I think it's supposed to. I don't know what it's. I don't know if it's just trying to it's make like, it seem like it's she's like happy. the Momo face before Momo yeah. kind of. It reminds me of that like face app thing that you can do on people. So if they're not smiling in a picture, you can make them smile. But it looks weird because it's not their teeth and it's like not really their mouth so it always looks weird that's what happens and there's like this weird halo around her face because you can see that it's Mm -hmm. been cgi'd and they're trying to add this effect and i don't quite understand like were they trying to make it seem like she's happy there or were they trying to meld her and caroline's face together i i if I'm going to guess, I'm going to say it's the first one. I, I do think they want to pull with this tug of war with Nell yeah. that she kind of wants to be there because of her past. Uh, so I think that's why. Yeah. Does it support why it happened? Nah, because that right. shit looked kind of silly. Predict- and then it, and it even, oh, go ahead. And then, no, I was just going to say, even in there when they do the pregnancy thing, yeah. I was like, this is, this is silly. And then I, she's like, welcome home. It's so ridiculous. And it's weird because... The timing of it, up until that point, Nell's like, no, no, I don't want to be here. I don't want to deal with this. And then, and even then, she's like, I, this is not me. I don't, like, you're, I'm scared, whatever. Five seconds later, she's ready to jump off of the staircase so she can stay mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Make up your minds. <laughs> <laughs> Make so up your mind. It just happens way too fast. It's it's like she goes from being scared and afraid, and then all of a sudden she's like, "Welcome home!" And then it's like, <laughs> "No, you can't, you can't flip flop like that. You got other people here trying to figure stuff out, and that's oh, so frustrating." Is that Theo at this point cares about Nell? So mm-hmm. I get it. She doesn't want to leave her behind, but I would have left her in a. That's what I'm saying. The speed, the expediency with which I would have left. <laughs> left. Expeditiously. <laughs> they would have looked out the window. I already been in, would have been in the car like, come on, like honking the horn. Oh, my God. Wait, speaking of cars, that scene had me all the way shook. So when, they're, <laughs> when they're trying to get out of Hill House and the gate is locked, so Luke 
with his giant galaxy brain is like, look, we're going to have to ram this gate down. All right. We're going to we're gonna need to take a car. We're going to need to ram it down. Nell, I need <laughs> <Yeah>. your car. <laughs> Nell, I need he says your this. car. <laughs> he says this. Nell, I need your car. Walks by Nell, who is standing next to Dr. Marrow's <laughs> car that is already there. Proceeds to go and get her car and ram that shit into the gate. I'm like, why y'all gotta treat Nell like this? Like, you know she's going like through. Shit! Not only is is she the one who's yeah, whose life is being tormented right now. You're gonna ruin not only her car. It's the car that her mother <laughs> left for her. The her, her, her the only thing that she has left of her dead mother because they're gonna sell her apartment. <laughs> and Luke runs it into the gate and it and then a piece of the gate falls in and crushes the ceiling of the car. <laughs> and then Dr. Merrill busts the back window out <laughs> so that Luke can get out of the car. Dude, could you imagine if Nell had survived this whole situation? She comes outside and her car is just They just fucked up that car like this shit was Street Fighter, dog. <laughs> The disrespect. I just, I could not, like, for five straight minutes afterwards, I could not focus. He's like, did he real life just walk <laughs> by the first car? Specifically Bro, to go get her car so, to wreck that shit. Oh, my God. It's so, it's so funny. Also, the Dudleys, like, the fuck are y'all on? Like, why why did you let any of this happen yeah. in the first place? Yeah. And I hate and, I hate her Miss Dudley's speech where she's like, we leave in the, before dark in the night. It's dangerous. <laughs> we don't come back. They can't hear you scream. I hated it. I, I, I enjoyed that Nell and Theo made fun of it a little bit. Yeah. But still hated it. <laughs> okay. We got to talk about this ending because ever even when I was young and this movie scared me. This mm -hmm. ending is nonsensical. It feels like they did not know how to up the stakes enough so that there would be a final battle that made sense. The ending mm -hmm. feels so just pulled out of nothing. And yeah, I does. think out of every line in the movie, the lines and the shit that they say in the ending are feel the most like, okay, yeah, this is a script that these actors are trying desperately to make make sense. It starts from them putting Nell in bed after she's had like an emotional breakdown. It starts from the minute Luke says, I'll take first watch and is not in the fucking room when everything <laughs> starts going wrong. How are you going to be on watch in your two... <laughs> Like, how are you going to be on watch? And you're all the way over in the next room. Actually, I'm sorry. It even starts before then. It starts <laughs> when Theo says, all right, good night, Nell. And then says, I'll be right back. I'm going to go make you some tea. Oh, yeah. Where was the tea? <laughs> Why would you say good night and turn off all her lights? And then talk about, make oh, I'll tea. bring you some chamomile. No, I'm already asleep. What's the point of the tea? So Theo leaves her alone. And then that's when we get all this stuff with the staircase and stuff is because Nell has just been running wild through the halls. Mm -hmm. And then Luke leaves her alone again after saying she can't be left alone, leaves her alone again. She gets attacked. They all run 
out of the house. And then five seconds later, Nell goes back into the house. Everyone follows her back into the house. And then Nell says, I don't want to leave. And then says, I'm going to help you guys get outside. It's too dangerous in here. <laughs> oh, my God. So then, so then she tries to get them outside. They get to the doors. The doors close just as they get there. She says, I'm sorry, guys. It's too late. And then turns around and says, I'm not going to let you hurt them. It's like, now what is going on, dude? What the fuck is going on in this house? Make a choice. We need to make a decision. And then... They, yeah, they were like, we need to kill somebody. So they kill Luke. For some reason, Nell becomes like Eleanor, the house slayer. She's the only one who can fight back against the house. And mm -hmm. like, and then Theo and Dr. Merrill run away. And then we don't see them until the very end when Nell. The absolute <laughs> end. Yeah, they just <laughs> like, fully fucking vanish. Also, can, can, can you or anyone explain to me this concept that she's the only one who can stop crane from getting to these kids how it's, what is stopping how is her presence stopping anything that he's doing that whole thing is so convoluted it's like she's the dis direct descendant of his second wife and so she needs to take care of the kids for some reason and yeah, it's like she's the only one who can stop him. And you're telling me that the one thing that could stop him was her just being like, I'm not afraid of you anymore. And then bringing him to the door, the door <laughs> in the house that he built. Like, also, come why on, did this man, man build a, his own weakness? Why'd he build his own kryptonite within I'm his saying, own home? <laughs> why would you put that in there? Like, <laughs> you know, that's like a vampire building a whole just a whole closet full of garlic in their house and they're like it's just for aesthetics like <laughs> i don't go near the room i just like having it in the house like why would you put that door in there and so yeah it's like that whole thing just really doesn't make any sense to me that mm -hmm. she has to stay and take care of the kids protect them in some way and then it's like but she still had to trap him first so like what if she had died before she trapped him i don't understand why they didn't kill her before she had the opportunity to trap him like i don't understand why it took the house so long to kill anyone to do anything i'm like why are you popping off now like don't show up and what? show out now that everybody's trying to leave <laughs> like what 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 has changed other than you have a permanent resident you got somebody who wants to stay yeah. <laughs> just take now like if if all you want is now she's there she's, she's there, there for you so why don't just let the other people let you didn't want them before you could like, you could have killed dr marrow you <laughs> let him just take a quick bath and then let him go <laughs> so what was that about <laughs> like none of it makes that, sense dude <laughs> that you know, that effect was like not good but i could watch it like a thousand times yeah. like i could watch that hand grab liam neeson and pull him into that fountain for an entire 24 hours probably yeah like on an endless loop i could watch that part i could watch the part where the door the punches now <laughs> down back down the hall i could watch that part and then the other part i could watch is when nell dies and her spectral body comes cheesing she is grinning so fucking hard and she like floats up into the door bro i i laughed so hard i almost cried when that part happened 
because she comes out grinning just like <laughs> i couldn't satisfaction it. on her lips <laughs> she's so happy also like Okay, so we have this whole showdown with her and Hugh, which is nothing. It means nothing. nothing. She has this whole speech where she's like, it's always been about the family, Grandpa, and now I'm here. <laughs> oh, my God. And so Dr. Marrow and Theo are just standing there, like, trying to get her to, <laughs> to leave still. I'm like, just leave her. Just let her die. She doesn't want to come. Like, Honestly, when she was doing her monologue about family... I was like, yo, Nell and Dom from Fast and the Furious yes. would be best fucking the family reunion i'm like jill scott get the fuck out of here because i can't deal with this family speech you don't even know these people like you don't know these people and so yeah she tells him she's not scared and he like shrinks his like shrinks his ghost powers i guess and then it it messes him up enough that the demons in the door are able to grab him and pull him into hell. And when Nell dies, it didn't, they should have done more so that it seemed like she was actually gonna die. Cause she yeah. she kind of pops up like she's fine. And then she's dead. And it then dies. Feels like she chooses death. <laughs> In so that she's moment. like, I'm, I'm, I'm done. It's like right as right as Dr. Marrow is checking her pulse, she makes a conscious decision. I'ma stay dead. Yeah. <laughs> actually. I'm gonna die now. Now that <laughs> the he's gone, I think I'm gonna die. It's just like, and and this whole scenario, like everything that's happening in this final bit, all the scares and all the creepy things. I think that's where I have the biggest issue, where people don't seem adequately scared enough for me. Like Doctor Marrow does not seem frightened at all. He just seems mm-hmm. more inconvenienced by everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, like Luke is fine i guess he's just kind of frustrated and i get it he's mad that they keep going in there after now and i'm totally on his side like dude agreed because he didn't even want to go back in the house and and then when he dies nell literally just goes oh no like i swear she says like (laughs) oh no (laughs) <laughs> like when Luke's head gets when Luke's head gets bitten off, she's just like, "Oh no!" And everyone but what else. What about the children? <laughs> she's like, "It's too late." And everybody else is just—they just don't seem bothered at all. Yeah, there's just—I feel like by the time we reach the end, there's just an absence of stakes, mm-hmm. and I feel like even if I reach for it, it's just hard because. I already don't care about Dr. Marrow and his experiment. 
I honestly yeah. don't really care about Nell at this point either. Like, no. because I'm so frustrated with the character and how she's like handling the scenario. Yeah, I think her grand goal is great. Save these kids, yada, yada. But like, I'm tired of following her around because she doesn't seem like she can handle anything until it is convenient for a character to be able to handle things. Yeah. And so it's just like, even with our antagonist of the house and Hughes, we don't even really know what they want. Like we don't really get a grasp on like, what the fuck does the house even want in the first place? Yeah. So by the time we hit this last conflict, it's just a bunch of people with issues towards things that we don't know in the same room together. Mm -hmm. And it, just I feel like it amounts to nothing like it just the problem that we had previously is now done and that's it like that's how I felt about the yeah I know I agree it's like you've made Hugh such a big element of the villain so I don't quite understand what his issue is and why because as far as we can tell he's just all about he wants all these kids in there and so so then how does I like if do you just want Eleanor to leave? Like, is she getting in the way of that? Because if that's the case, then get her out of the house or kill her. Yeah, well, just then take also, care of why her. you call her there in the first yeah, place? So was it the like... kids? Did they call her? Like, <laughs> who called her? Because, yeah, I don't know what. Someone check her caller ID. <laughs> Can we star 69 this bitch? Because I need to know who called. Because, yeah, I don't. I call. I know why they, the kids, want her there. But I don't know mm-hmm. really what Hugh's purpose with her is. I don't know how any of the other people fit into it at all. And then Eleanor says this thing where, like, <laughs> Eleanor says this thing where they're all running. And she tells, like, Theo and Dr. Mero that they need to play hide-and-seek with Hugh because that's what the house was for. And I'm like, since when? <laughs> when did you figure that out? When did you know that the house was made for hide and seek? As far as I can tell, the house was made so that he could just kill all these kids and have them stuck there. I don't know. And then she and then it just feels so easy when she gets yeah. rid of him. I'm like, "Bro, you could have done that ages ago." Yeah, it feels so fucking easy. And then I was not a fan of the Dudleys talking shit when they got back also. I don't know why it irked me so much. Because <laughs> that's disrespectful. That's, you know, and that's what they should have said. Theo should have been like, uh, why don't you guys get up there and clean up the decapitated body in the fireplace, Dudleys? <laughs> How are you going to talk about, did you find what you were looking for? Like, two people are dead. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you guys have to go clean it up. So why are you talking shit? And maybe that is why they're <laughs> yeah, talking Yeah, maybe shit. they're just mad because they're like, you kind of <laughs> fucked up the house. But at the same time, it's like, you Dudleys, like, it doesn't seem like Dr. Marrow knows the true story. So mm-hmm. if you guys didn't warn him adequately, how, how would he know? Right. And that's that is one of the things. Now, granted, this is in movie form, not series form. And the series came out much after this. But that's one thing that at least in the series, we get some reasoning for why the caretakers are on the grounds in the fucking first place. Because at least in this version, we don't know other than it's their job. Yeah, That's the only reason they're fucking there. And they do nothing to assist 
our our main cast mm-hmm. in surviving either. So like I'd ask what their motives are, but I just don't care. You know yeah. what I mean? Like either give them motives or make them a part. I like I don't know. It's just clearly I was upset when they came throwing shade yeah. after a night of not doing jack shit to assist. And for being gone the whole movie. If we had seen them more, I actually probably wouldn't have mind if they came back and they were like to find what you were looking for. We had seen them have a conversation with Dr. Marrow or something, but we don't. Mm-hmm. So why are you guys so salty? Like, yeah. And even in her, in her speech, right. That she's given to like explain things and like, they don't stay there and all that stuff. You don't actually warn them no. about anything. So how can you be upset if they fuck up some of the rules and regulations yeah. of what you do here post dark when you don't even tell them the rules and regulations of what they're supposed to be doing. And how are, and the people that died were brought there under false pretenses. They didn't even know it was going to be a, a house like that. They just showed up at a location that mm-hmm. they were invited to. And then were told all these things that they didn't know prior. So it would be like Dr. Marrow is the worst out of all of them and he's still alive. So <laughs> you guys are kind of being really shitty because two people that <laughs> didn't need to die are currently bleeding out on the f- grounds. <laughs> so what's up with well, that? Wh- one of them is. The other one seems to be sleeping kind of soundly, yeah, actually. Yeah, the other one's sleeping peacefully <laughs> in, her, in her night frock. But the other like, guy the- is, yeah, he a mess. <laughs> The, the moral of all that is that the Dudleys ain't shit. That's yeah. that's all I really wanted to get yeah. is that they truly are the not Dudleys shit. The Dudleys are truly not shit. And I think a lot of that could have been remedied if they had just cut some of the extra haunting shit out and had more scenes of the characters just being, being with each characters. other. Yeah. Because like have more scenes like the dinner scene or more scenes where they're sitting around the fireplace talking. But mm-hmm. we we end up, what we end up getting is very much like Nellie Drew. She's just running around solving a mystery the entire time. And the mystery is so boring. So you're upset (laughs) that that she's solving it. And then she when even when she solves it, like it still doesn't make any sense. Like I'm still confused (laughs) on I've seen this movie multiple times and I still don't understand so many people's reasoning for anything. Yeah. Yeah, that's And true. then the that movie ends and we're promptly greeted with like clown music <laughs> for the credits. City people. Did you find out what you wanted to know, doctor? That also had me um, taken aback. <laughs> it was like, mah, 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 like basically, as soon as it ended. Look, I, I, I will leave the movie with this: is for how how much of a journey it was to watch it. It did feel very '90s, and like even some of the effects for how bad some of them were. Mm-hmm. I was like watching this right, and I was sitting there thinking, you know, 
this was I, I was almost watching the mummy right now right mm-hmm. and i'd say arguably the effects in like the mummy are not necessarily leaps and bounds better than the effects in this movie right. so it really to me does seem like a symptom of the time a lot of the like yo that looks kind of shitty now but um there just was there was too much that i couldn't overlook you know with this movie that like brought it down for me but it still made me feel the nostalgia for the 90s and like movie making in the 90s i I give it that i i think that this movie is a great instance of like a beginner horror movie and i don't say that to mean like oh only people that are new to horror i even mean for like kids because Mm -hmm. it it just has this very, it very much has this feeling of, it's like they never wanted to take things too scary. Like everything yeah. just feels so silly in that they, because they show so much and because you're so aware of everything that's going on at all, all times, it's not so scary where you wouldn't be able to show like like for me for instance me watching this as a kid obviously i was like oh this is scary but it's not but it is for someone who Mm -hmm. is maybe brand new to horror and is just kind of like wanting to get their bearings because it has a lot of horror cliches (laughs) and it kind of gets you into the feeling of the genre without Mm -hmm. being horrifying it's just yeah. it it really does like I said, it is like courage the cowardly dog, Scooby Doo. Like I would mm-hmm. fit the haunting into that same feeling of like <laughs> this feels like it was made for kids. It really yeah. does. Cause it's just not it feels like they are really walking your hand through the scares. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like. Yeah. It feels like they're holding my hand through all of the scares. <laughs> <laughs> The same, the same person who was holding Nell's hand in that bed was holding yeah, our hands. And that, was, through. <laughs> that was also really the way that whole scene, that whole part unfolded. Because I didn't even when she know. Fell on the ground. Yeah, she, she's like, who's holding my hand? I didn't even know that someone was holding her hand. When did they show that? <laughs> dude, she was silly, they were dude. throwing Nell all around this. And that, house. you know what? That's. That is why I cannot be too mad at Lily Taylor because, damn it, I think she was doing her best. <laughs> she had a lot of heavy lifting, and that's the thing. She she really felt the burden of this. She's in every part of this movie. Like, she is all mm-hmm. up and through this movie. And some of the things that they had her saying, I have to give her credit for <laughs> for saying them in character and and trying her best to bring some weight to it, but... <laughs> yeah, they really had her doing some wild things in True. this. I just want to know what they said to her when she had to, when her ghost, when her spirit had to float up out of her body. I just want to know what they said to her. Because, <laughs> dude, I'm like, I, every time I think of that part, I just start, I just start laughing. All right, now it's time to feel the sweet release of death. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Lily. You're going to that? That's you dying. You're about Let's to go, go take care of these 300 dead orphan children <laughs> that your grandfather <laughs> murdered, but you're excited about it. <laughs> you're super Action. stoked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what are we what are we rating the haunting out of, Erica? Okay, we could rate it out of um, ghost children detectives. 
ghost children detectives. Okay. We could rate it out of um, lion statue beheadings. Hmm. Okay. Or Liam, or stat, or statues grabbing Liam Neeson. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. I I'm okay with it, but I want I want a different way to phrase it. Gotta do. Uh, <laughs> How about like Liam Neeson statue attacks? Liam How about Neeson that? Statue attacks? I'm cool with that. Or Liam Neeson statue snatches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's all right, name? all right. <laughs> Liam Neeson statue, <laughs> statue snatches. Statue snatches. There's no Man. way we need this for another movie, that right? That is, yeah. There's absolutely no way. That is so mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> we could also just raid out of Liam Neeson's. <laughs> That's true, but I don't know. We might need. We, we might, might have another Liam Neeson. All right. How about just sna- statue statue snatches? <laughs> How about that? Meet in the middle. Just statue snatches. Statue snatches. Okay, I, I'm I'm cool with statue snatches. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I can go first if you want. Okay. Sure. All right, homies. I'm gonna give the haunting from 1999 two out of five statue snatches. Uh, this movie is silly. Uh, <laughs> I was. Yeah, I again, I was excited to jump back into the universe of Hill House in any regard because it is after covering it for the podcast, something that is near and dear to me. Um, so it was fun to see a different interpretation, uh, loose interpretation of the story. And um, I will say for a late 90s special effects heavy movie, it had some fun moments. It gave me some laughs, many of which were unintentional, but they were given nonetheless. And overall, it was like a fun time, but I very much knew the entire time I was not watching a very good movie. So I can't get conscious rated too highly, but it like it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. It's just it has a lot of flaws. It's, it's got a lot of flaws, despite the heavy hitting cast. It needs some work, but with all that being said, two out of five statue snatches from me. I'm actually also going to give this two out of five statue snatches, and the reasoning for that is because I think in a previous episode, I mentioned that anything that I rate under a two is something that I would like not recommend. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I do recommend this movie, but I do think it's worth watching because I. it's just, yeah, it's cheesy, it's corny, it's 90s. But I don't think it's a boring movie. I don't think it's like, yeah, like it's not the worst movie I've ever seen. And I do think that there is something in it that you'll find entertaining. Maybe not the entire movie throughout, but there will be like bits and pieces that mm-hmm. you're like, okay, yeah, that's that's like perfect 90s cheese for me. Yeah. Um, the biggest issue with this movie is just that it it feels like the script was just not worked out well. It just feels... There's holes where they could have filled it with other things. The plot as a whole, when you think about it too much, makes no sense because they try to add in all these additional aspects that I think this movie is just a cut or what this movie, the story should be. It's a cut and dry haunting. And I think it's simple. It's it could be really simple. And I think they tried to make it too complicated in this movie and as a result i feel it like i'm like i don't know what's going on (laughs) and also the ending is just it's just a mess but it's fun like it it has its fun moments 
it it's fun to watch i think with other people like if yeah. you watch this with friends i think it'd be much more enjoyable mm -hmm. than sitting and watching it on your own if you're only ever gonna watch one haunting thing in your life i'd watch the 1963 one if you're wanting to watch a movie if you have the time watch the the tv show i if you're like i don't want to do too much you could probably skip this one but if you're in the mood it's yeah. not the worst thing you could be watching at any given time <laughs> or if you're super astute you could read the book yeah let us know if you do because <laughs> <laughs> i don't know anybody who has read the book i have never read the book and mm -mm, i am i didn't of, know there was a book until yeah. recently so. and I, I it apparently has some pretty creepy scenes. So mm -hmm. if anybody's read it, I'd actually really like to hear what your thoughts are. If you've read it and then you've seen any of these adaptations, I'd like to hear your thoughts. I'm pretty sure like the hauntings stick closer to the actual plot of the book. Um, and then the TV show is more of like a loose adaptation. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. Anybody who has actually read the book, because obviously <laughs> yeah, I'm speaking from like, you know, just kind of assuming from what i've seen mm -hmm. but yeah uh two two out of five statue snatches for sure be, 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 be. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that was the haunting 1999 the discord decides thank you again to all the homies who voted we had a good time <laughs> talking true, about as true. usual as we usually do with what you guys vote for um and so yeah like i said I would love to talk to you guys, honestly, about anything haunting of Hill House related, um, because I, yeah, like I said, I'd like to hear if anybody has read the book, what are your thoughts on this one, the original one, or even the TV series, because like I said, we've covered that. If you haven't listened to it yet, go back and check it out. We did both The Haunting of Hill House and The Haunting of Bly Manor, and we covered every single episode. So if that's something you'd be interested in, Head back and listen to those now. But yeah, you can talk to us on our social media. We are homies of horror on everything. Or if you'd prefer, you can slip into our Discord to talk to us a little bit more in depth. And not only that, but you'll be able to participate in our future Discord Decides. So if that's something you would be interested in, hanging out with the homies a little bit more, you can find the link for that in our social media bios. You can also email us. We are homies of horror at gmail.com. You can email us requests, recommendations, or business inquiries. And today is Monday. We're going to be streaming on Twitch tonight, playing spooky games, talking a little bit more in depth about the episode, and just hanging out with the homies. So if you'd like to come through and say what's up, we would very much love to see you guys. You can find the link for that also in our social media bios. And last, but you all know it's certainly never least, if you are so inclined, we would very much appreciate if you would leave us a rating or a review. You can do both on Apple Podcasts. The more ratings and reviews we get, the better. It lets more people get recommended our podcast. And also, we just kind of like to see what you guys are thinking of the show. So if you have an Apple account and you are able to do that, we would very much appreciate it. And over on Spotify, you can leave us a rating. Just go to our podcast page and hit the stars right under our name to leave a rating. So yeah, we'd appreciate it, you guys. Also, 
next week we have some very very exciting things going on it's our 100th episode we cannot wait to hit you guys with that one we have some fun things in store so yeah i'm ready to i'm ready to get there so i'll be seeing you guys on the 100th episode (laughs) all right we'll catch you on the 100th episode homies bye